There's this huge ideological debate going on right now in our country over what we want from our government and what we're willing to pay for it. And the best place to see this debate is not City Hall, not some council meeting. It's right here at Contra Costa Fire Protection District Station 6, Concord, California. Backside of Premier Inn. You guys get a call. Really? Might as well just stay on. All right. So we're actually perched way up high in the back seats of this 40-foot truck. And right in front of me and Caitlin are these long axes hanging right by our feet. It's so loud inside the truck that the guys wear these headphones as if they're in a helicopter to talk to each other. It's kind of an exciting moment. 48, truck six. We're speeding through town. We're passing these little bungalows very typical Northern California. And then in less than five minutes, we arrive where we're supposed to be. It's the parking lot of this motel. But there's no smoke, there's no fire. And even though it only took us five minutes to get here, already on scene are the police department and the local ambulance company. What's happening, guys? Another awesome day at the premiere. Yep. Just another awesome day at the Premier Inn, the police say. And that's because the Premier Inn is sort of the opposite of what the name suggests. It's this motel where the county places low-income people who need a place to live. And this place gets a lot of emergency calls. Today, the problem's on the second floor. We go upstairs and duck inside, and there's a mostly naked man lying in a bed, struggling to breathe. The room reeks of urine. Hey, what's your name? Brent Bulling, the firefighter paramedic on our truck, immediately goes to work. He's pricking the guy's finger, testing his blood, trying to figure out what's going on. The cops in the room find this huge bag of pills under the bed. Oh, there's a whole bag. Look at that. Jackpot. The strange thing about the scene is while this is going on, there's this giant fire truck outside doing nothing. And two of the firefighters stand around with not much to do. The paramedics roll the guy on the bed into a tarp and... They actually bump past us on the way down the stairs. Don Johansson drives the fire truck, and he's standing next to me while the medical guys go by. I mean, this is just, this is life. Would you rather it were a fire, though? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Why? Uh, that, because that's what we signed up to do. That, I mean, it, it basically, that, that's much more fun for us to, to go to fires. The firefighters here in Contra Costa County are like firefighters across the nation. They just don't go to fires as much anymore. According to the National Fire Protection Association, fire departments respond to way less fires, 40% less than they did about 30 years ago. Fires just don't happen as much anymore. Sprinklers, new building techniques, places are less likely to burn than they used to. And yet, the fire department is still set up in the same way. Big trucks, lots of fire stations, lots and lots of expensive firefighters. And they still go out a lot, but mostly to calls like these. Here's Don again. And it gets to that point where, especially when you work at a busy station like we do, and you run 12, 15 calls a day, and shift after shift, and it's just medical call, medical call, medical call. You know, finally, at some point, somebody will go, man, we haven't had a fire in a while. You know, and and, and it does, and it helps break up the mundane just in and out running medical calls all the time because we we drive on a fire engine. That fire engine idling in the parking lot outside, it's become a symbol of the question that lots of people here are asking. 
if everything's changing for the fire department, why are we paying for it in the same way? These days you hear a lot about the cost of government. How much should we pay for government services? In Contra Costa, as in a lot of places all over the country, it's a very personal question. Here it boils down to this. What's a firefighter worth these days? Hello and welcome to Planet Money. I'm Caitlin Kenny. I'm Zoe Chase. Today on the show, what happens when your heroes cost too much? Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. So the fire truck idling in the parking lot, that's the easy cost to see. Those trucks don't come cheap. They eat up a lot of gas, and you have to have people to drive them. That truck is one reason people are wondering about how much they're paying for their fire department. But there's another reason that's much harder to see, arguably a much bigger problem. The pensions. A huge part of the money that people around here are paying for their fire department is not going to salaries. It's going to retirements. What today's firefighters will get when they retire. And if things stay the same, the amount of taxpayer money going to firefighter retirements is going to grow and grow and grow. And this problem, it's been developing for a while now. We're going to start the little quick history here of this problem. Back when California's economy was booming, we had the dot-com boom of the late 90s, of course. And then we have this thing with the property values, right? Right after that, property values start to climb in the early 2000s. And the guy that was in charge of the firefighters union at that time, his name was Lou Paulson. He was the head of the union, early 2000s, and he saw all this California money on the table. The fire district was doing well as the property tax. You know, they're funded by property tax. And the, the housing boom in California was going crazy. And uh, uh, the fire district and everybody else in the county benefited from that. So the firefighters thought we should benefit too. Their pension fund was making a lot of money on its investments, and things looked good. So they worked out a deal to take their compensation in the form of a sweeter retirement. At the time, this was common across California and across the country. And you can see why. The money doesn't come up front. The public workers get this great deal a little later. And Lou Paulson, the head of the firefighters union then, says everyone was signing off on it. There was plenty of money around. Historically, we went back and looked at it and said, collectively, and said, look, this system's doing very well. We had the retirement board involved. We had retirement folks. We had actuaries. Everybody looked at it and said, hey, this is good. And I think, you know, to go back to that time, things were really good. And it looked really good. How good? Lou came away with a super sweet deal for the firefighters. They could retire age 50 with up to 90% of their final salary, guaranteed for the rest of their lives, no matter what happened in the economy. And this was a huge increase from the deal they had before. Now, as part of this deal, the firefighters agreed to pay a much bigger chunk of their salary into the pension system. But that was only going forward. So think about it like this. If you were 49 when the deal was passed and then you retired a year later... You got this full, brand-new benefit without paying that much into it. The deal was so sweet that lots of firefighters who'd planned on sticking around retired right after it went into place. According to the local paper, in just one year, the number of departing Contra Costa firefighters more than tripled. So suddenly, everyone's promised a lot more money at retirement, but the pool of money in the pension fund didn't actually get so much bigger. The idea was things are so good right now, what with the property taxes, the investment returns, we can afford to make bigger promises. And it wasn't just Contra Costa. All over the country, local governments made lots of promises to their workers based on the assumption that the good times would go on forever. They did not. We now know what happened. The housing market crashed. The fire department, remember, is funded by property taxes. The stock market crashed. And the firefighter pension fund started earning less and less on their investments. 
And it was exactly at this moment that Vince Wells starts his new job. And that job is president of the local firefighters union. It's first black president elected in 2008. And this did lead to an obvious nickname. Obama. That's what a lot of people call me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's my nickname. Are you one it's, of the only black guys around? Well, I'm the only black guy, but at the same time, I got the job right yeah. in 2008 uh-huh. when the market crashed. And like the real President Obama, he was elected at a tough time to be the leader. Historically, the Firefighters Union president in Contra Costa County had one job, get more more money, more benefits, more vacation, whatever. That's the job. But in 2008, there was no thought of asking for more. And so everything I've been doing is giving up, is negotiating, giving back. Never been in a, in a positive um, environment to ask for anything. All Vince could ask for were concessions from the rank and file. And in 2009, with money so tight, he did have this pretty stark choice. The fire department could either close down fire stations or take a salary cut. So Vince got the firefighters to agree to a 10 percent salary cut, and the stations stayed open. But the problem, of course, didn't go away. The housing market just wasn't coming back, and either was the stock market. The hole in the fire department budget just kept getting bigger and bigger. And so this year, just a couple months ago, actually, Vince and the fire department decide to explore this third option— They figured there's one more pool of money they haven't tapped, the voters. They decided to ask the taxpayers of Contra Costa County for extra money. Of course, the voters. People love firefighters. I mean, think about it. From the time a little kid can reach up and grab something, they want to play with fire trucks. They dress up like firemen. Firefighters are the stars of the local parades. They ride in on their big red engines and people cheer. And the firefighters thought people actually, they do love us. They know what we do and they know the risks we take. And especially, remember, after 9-11... Dave George is a retired firefighter here in Contra Costa, and he remembers that time. I was on duty right on 9-11, and we, the next couple of days we'd walk into the store, and, and we'd be in line just buying our stuff and just wanted to men, blend in with the crowd. And people would just – fi- I'd find hands on my shoulders, just rubbing my shoulder, or just, and I'd turn around, and there would be some lady, thank you for what you do. And, or we would uh, go into the coffee shop and say, let me get you your coffee for you or something like that. Well, you know, no, no, please, please, we don't want that. The firefighters thought, okay, we can bank on this goodwill. They came up with a plan. The fire department would put a measure on the ballot. Everyone who owns a house in the county would have to pay an extra 75 bucks a year. 75 bucks a year. As we say in public radio, that's less than the cost of a cup of coffee per day. They figured all we got to do is let's just lay out the situation. They created this bare bones ad for the ballot measure. It's really stark. It's just a firefighter standing against a wall making his pitch. Having the fire service available for you is like having an insurance policy. You don't use it every day, but when you do use it, you want it to work and you want it to be simple for you. It kind of looks like they did it in one take. Totally. It's not sleek. It's not fancy. But remember, people love firefighters. And the argument they were making was compelling. If you don't give us this money, some stations will close. It'll take longer for us to get to you when you have an emergency. And that means people may die. But what the firefighters didn't realize is that just as the nature of the job had changed, the way people feel about their firefighters was also changing. The voters here weren't as worried about fires, really. But the voters were really worried about money. 
And while the firefighters were putting out their little ad, there was this very aggressive campaign forming against them. At the local newspaper, the Contra Costa Times, columnist Dan Borenstein had been writing for years about all the problems at the fire department, the way the business was changing, the way pension costs were going through the roof. And when he saw that they were putting a measure on the ballot to ask for more money, it made him really angry. Well, after 10 years of being driven by pension costs, and then this on top of it, we said, no, you, we're not going to let you put the cart before the horse. you got to look at some, you you got to show us that you're serious about controlling costs before we're willing to go along with the tax increase. Dan Borenstein wrote this series of editorials. No, no more money for firefighters. He framed the request for a tax increase in much more fundamental terms. What kind of fire department do we want to have here? What should they be doing? How much can we actually afford to pay for their retirements? In other words, what are we getting when we pay for this government service? And of course, in a small area like Contra Costa, a fight like this can get personal quickly. A group called the Contra Costa Taxpayer Association got a hold of a list of every single retired firefighter and how much they were getting in retirement. And they published the names of everyone who was making more than $100,000 a year from their pensions. Lots of retired firefighters were on that list. They called it the $100,000 Club. One of those names is Jad Agiloni. All of a sudden, everybody in town knew that 55-year-old retired fire captain Jad Agiloni is currently collecting $121,000 a year in retirement. And remember, this is a relatively small area. Just sitting around in a bar, have, you know, minding my own business, and a guy yells over, Hey, Jed, come on over here and buy me a drink with that retirement I paid for. You know, I never expected it like this. And in September 11, 2001 happened, and you couldn't, it was embarrassing to go to the grocery store. People go, oh, you guys are such heroes and this and that. No, no, we're just doing a job. Thanks. Didn't want to be a hero then. Don't want to be a goat now. And, uh, and it's, uh, you know, you can go from hero to goat in 60 seconds, and, and I think firefighters have. In addition to making Jad Ashloni a public enemy, this campaign succeeded in reframing the debate. It wasn't, for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, we'll keep you safe and rescue you from burning buildings. It was throwing good money after bad. These pensions are costing us too much money. It got to the point where people resented the argument the firefighters were making. And I met one of these guys who voted no on this measure at a restaurant downtown. His name is Matt Heavey. He works in construction in the area. And he's had a couple tough years. They, they put it to where it was either you, I felt hostage, you either pay the extra money or we're going to start shutting down. Uh, stations, and the bottom line is the the reason that they're asking for the money is because the pensions are just skyrocketing. In the end, there are enough mats out there that the measure didn't pass. And that's where we are today in Contra Costa. The fire department's in trouble. After the measure failed, they've moved ahead with this plan to close four stations, but even that is just a short-term solution. Long-term, there are only really a couple options. One, You need to deal with all the firefighters currently working who've been promised more than $100,000 a year in retirement. That's $100,000 a year every year for the rest of their lives. For now, that's a fixed cost. These are legal contracts. State law says they're impossible to break. But it's actually being challenged in court right now, just down south in San Bernardino, California. That's one of a couple of California cities just in the past year or so that have declared bankruptcy. 
in part due to their pension promises. If the court says it's legal to go through bankruptcy and break these promises, that's huge. And it's one potential way to deal with budget problems all over the country. Other cities that have declared bankruptcy in other states have found a way to break these promises. In Central Falls, Rhode Island, people who are currently retired and living off their pension, their pensions just got slashed by up to 55 percent. If something like that happens in California, Jad Agiloni and other California workers out there might end up getting less than they were promised. The money would come from them, not from the taxpayers. California has made this one big change. Just recently in the last election, the governor signed this new bill saying new firefighters will not get the same deal that Jad had. People will be forced to retire later and make less money when they do. But that doesn't solve the problems that California has right now. To deal with today's problems, the fire department has to look at other options. And one of those is to totally reimagine what they do. Get much smaller. Do what they do now with less money and less people. And people right now in Contra Costa are asking about this. Do we want to send a fire truck to a medical emergency all the time? What if we had paramedics in the fire station instead of firefighters? Do we need the fire department we currently have? Back out on the call, remember, the Premier Inn, the fire truck is now en route to the hospital following the ambulance, and a new call comes over the radio. This old, very familiar, very rare call. Oh, structure fire, we're missing it. We'd be going to a fire. But we're missing it, we can't go. They're still not done with the medical, the guy who seems like he OD'd. But just a minute or so later, the call comes back out on the radio, and it turns out they're not missing anything. Go ahead and cancel all incoming. This is the dryer. Cancel all incoming, the dispatcher says. It was just dryer steam. The guys on the truck are used to being disappointed. Everyone, including the firefighters themselves, wants their jobs to change. Firefighters told us straight up, we want more fires. We want our jobs to be more like they were. That is not the change that's coming. I don't ever want to As always, we'd love to know what you thought of today's show. You can email us, planetmoney at npr.org. You can also find us online at npr.org slash money. And before we go, we'd like to say thank you to a few people who helped us with this story. From the Contra Costa Fire Protection District, Chief Daryl Lauder, Louis Bruchard, and Jackie Lorakovich. Chris Hunt with the Taxpayers Association. Thank you. I'm Zoe Chase. I'm Caitlin Kenny. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>